Hi there, friends. Welcome to Scattered People number 13. We're going through the book of Acts together. If you're new to Scattered People, I'm basically trying to bring the word of God to you in the midst of this coronavirus lockdown so that you can maybe make head or tail of what God's doing in the world and what God's trying to do in your life. And we can make the most of this time as followers of Jesus to not just survive in this strange season we're in, but to really thrive in this strange season we're in. I'm enjoying some of the interaction that's going on online around hashtag scattered people and uh, I've just been reading the comments replying to some of you and uh, I got a really interesting one today um, uh, from fillmorebooks.com my, my books website where someone had just messaged me via the website to ask the question which we're going to answer in today's scattered people they asked the question okay I, I get some of the good stuff that God's doing in the midst of what's going on but why has God allowed the coronavirus to happen at all and beyond that why has God not lifted it from the world already? Why does God allow the coronavirus and why has God not healed it already? And that's actually what we're going to look at as we carry on through the book of Acts. We're now in Acts chapter 3 and the first few verses. I want to look at um, Acts 3, 1 to 10 in this message. And I guess I am trying to answer the question, what's God trying to do in the midst of this strange season we're in? What's God trying to teach us? What's God trying to do? And uh, then I'll, you know, in, in some ways help you and me to respond across the course of today. So if you've got a Bible, you're going to find it helpful to follow with me. I'm going to pick up where we left off yesterday. It's Acts 3 verse 1. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, you might think I'll stop there and talk about the importance of prayer. I think I've done that so much over the last couple of weeks that you know that one of the reasons I believe God's done this is he's giving us the spiritual retreat we always said we'd have. We always said we'd pray more if we had more time. Some of us, not all of us, but some of us have got more time. I do believe that part of what God's doing is, is driving us to our knees in prayer. At the moment, we're in the middle of an extraordinary week of prayer at Everyday Church. We're meeting each morning, some lunchtime, some evenings to pray together. This morning, we had 60 people gather to pray together. It's, it's amazing that in the midst of our extremity, prayer is multiplying. Now, you might think that's what I was going to talk about in this message, but it's not. I'm going to carry on and talk about something else. So turning to verse 2. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate named Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. I want to use this guy in Acts chapter 3 as a picture of what God's doing right now in our nation, in our world, in our churches. Because here's a man who's been lame from birth. If the question that was asked via the filmorebooks.com website was, uh, okay, why does God allow coronavirus? Well, it's like that for this man. He, you, you might well ask the question, why did God allow him to be lame from birth? And then the second part of the question was, why hasn't God lifted it off us yet? Well, this guy, he, he, he's an old guy. He's, he, he's, he's not a kid. He's not a teenager. This is a man who has therefore been lame for years, for decades. And so God hasn't healed him yet. So we're going to find some answers in these verses to both of those questions. Why has God allowed this and why hasn't God healed it yet? Well, here's the answer. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And Peter said, look at us, silver 
Uh, so, so the man looked at them and gave him their attention, expecting to get something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. He went with him into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The encouragement I take from these verses, and I want you to take from these verses today, is that God did not allow this bad thing to happen to the lame man for so many years because he didn't like him, but because he loved him. It was not because God had somehow abdicated his just rule of the world. It was because of God's just and wise rule of the world that God saw a way in which he would be more glorified through this thing happening for a season in the lame man's life. Here's what I think God's trying to do in our lives through this strange season we're in. God is weaning us off the resources on which we have relied for so long. Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give you. I took my kids to Rome a couple of years ago and we went to St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, the big church in the Vatican City. And uh, we went in and one of my teenage boys thought he was being original. He wasn't particularly being original, but he was for him. He looked around at the gold. He looked around at the statues. He looked around at the wealth of St. Peter's Basilica, which of course the building of which caused the Reformation because it was paid for out of indulgence money. He looked around and he said to me, Dad, silver and gold they do have he didn't finish by saying but the power of god they don't seem to have but you know what at the times when the church has been flush with money has been flush with political power has been uh, a top of the game when it comes to secular earthly power that's never been the time when the church has been strong in spiritual power there is something amazing about Peter the fisherman being able to say, I don't have any money, but what I have is better and I give it to you. I'm just been reflecting today because it's Holy Week and we're reflecting on what Jesus did between overturning the money changes in the temple, which is quite a statement about this world's resources uh, and his crucifixion. And as one of the events of Holy Week, he asked for a denarius and uh, he was being asked, should we pay taxes to Rome? And he was like, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. And in that moment of holding a, a coin, which essentially the people of Jerusalem worship, they put their faith in money. He says, this belongs to Caesar, you can give it back. But what belongs to God, give to God. I really believe this is what God's doing in our lives, you and me but also in our lives as churches. And I believe actually in our lives as nations, uh, what God is doing at the moment is he is destroying the props on which we've relied. He's bringing us to a place where we can say silver and gold I don't have because he wants to teach us to say afresh, but what I do have, I give to you. Stock markets are falling. Governments are 
printing money. The British government has literally printed £200 billion worth of extra money in order to try and get ourselves out of the hole that we are in. We are in a season where people are realising money can't save me. Uh, as I speak at the moment, recording this, the Prime Minister of Great Britain is in intensive care with coronavirus, COVID-19. We are learning that we cannot rely on government. They are the best of men and women, but they are men and women at best. I don't know what it is that you particularly rely on, whether it's your friends that you're not able to be with, whether it's your church gatherings, which you're not able to be at, whether it's some of your family that you're not able to see right now. Uh, maybe it's the sense of value you get from being at work where you're not able to be right now. Maybe it's from being in control. And if you're like my wife, Ruth, she is not in control of her NHS life right now. She is, it's like a war zone when she goes to work at the moment. I don't know what you try and find your, your safety and your salvation from. But one of the reasons why God is allowing this to go on for a little while is we find it hard to wean ourselves away from silver and gold. And God wants to change the resource in which we put our trust. He wants us to be able to say we don't have silver and gold. All these things we used to rely on, they are completely gone. But that which we have, we can give to people. Peter immediately heals the man, which just goes to show God's God's true plan is, is healing and salvation, not suffering and quarantine and pain. And then instantly this man starts worshipping. He joins them for the prayer meeting. The crowds, when they see what happens, start worshipping and start coming to the prayer meeting as well. In other words, God will fill the churches of the world with fresh worshippers, with people who come to know Jesus in this season. But the precursor to that is people like Peter and John and you and me learning to say we no longer put our faith in silver or gold or the resources of this world. We are learning to say we put our, our trust in God alone and that which we have, we give to people. May God bless you today. May he help you to renounce your faith in the things of this world. May this season we're in even prove to be so helpful at, at, at weaning you away from the resources of this world and onto your knees and onto the resources of heaven. May God teach you through this season to say to those around you, I might not have silver or gold, but I have something far greater and that which I have I'm going to give to people for the glory of God. Have a wonderful day today. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow for some more scattered people. Again, message me on either comments to, on YouTube for this video or hashtag scattered people. I would love to reply to you, make it more of a conversation. May God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow for some more scattered people together.